Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Listeners, Remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe dot co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro dot co slash clink hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome i am tabitha Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Back in action. Back at it. Today was our very last day of school. Oh, you're, dude, you are lucky. Am I? <laughs> I mean, I mean, yes and no and all of that stuff that I start thinking about, like, camps <sighs> and not signing up for camp and what am I going to do with my kids? But... Listen, two of my kids in two different school districts got out early. So I figured the third one just got out early as well. Yeah. Right? You would you would think that the whole half day is for the whole district. Did not happen. So I did not send a lunch to school with him. And the reason I also thought that they got out early was because they told us it, they weren't having hot lunch. So I was like, of course they're not having hot lunch because they're out early. Well, yeah. So mom failed there. Did you get Uh, a call from the school or did the child call you? Well, when I was trying to figure out my whole pickup situation with all the kids getting out at the same time in two different areas, I looked up and I saw an email that said, uh, lower school is all full day. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, shoot. Now it makes yeah. sense. So no, I rushed over and I brought food. 
Oh. But you know what I did do? My daughter calls me and I'm at an award ceremony for my son. My daughter says, uh, mom, I don't have a yearbook. They don't have a yearbook here for me. I'm like, of course they do. I didn't forget to order a yearbook. I wouldn't do that. I'm like looking through my emails for the confirmation. Yeah, did not order a yearbook. Don't they have any extra? I said, take your booty to the office right now. Tell them that you need an extra. You know they have one. She goes, so she did. She goes, yeah, they have an extra, but I need cash. I was in the middle of an award ceremony, could not bring her cash. Well, I feel like, yeah, I feel like in a a yearbook in whatever, middle school, whatever she's in, because I can't keep track because you like yeah, in, have it yeah. do it all weird in Texas. I know. Oh. Um, is a little extra. I don't know if you need but, that. Dude, they have yearbooks even for elementary school now. I Did know. I No, I didn't buy it. And I'm sure my kids are going to be mad about it. <laughs> I think <laughs> they got real mad at me the first time I didn't buy it. And then it was like COVID and I didn't buy it again this year. So I don't know. But you know what? Why I am looking forward to school ending is because people be extra. I think everybody needs a little summer chill pill. Oh, okay. You're 100% right. For sure, people get real extra at the end of the year. Yeah. So <laughs> a funny little thing happened. Um, I belong to like a community page, which has like 20,000 members or something. And Facebook. I, Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody posted about my kid's school. In the, the community. Com- in the community page. And I, I mean, I don't like that. Like, I don't like naming my kid's school and it just feels real inappropriate. And she used some uh, kind of aggressive language. She's, I guess it's like taking issue with like drop off or pick up or, you know, something. Has she not been to any elementary school in history of elementary schools? Yeah. They've got a ton of staff out there, and she is making it sound like it is a freaking war zone. You know, like, I'm in it. I know what she's talking about. Anyways, you guys, let me just tell you. For once, I did not blow it because I was just about to comment. You know, maybe this is not appropriate (laughs) to be (laughs) posting. Blasting on your social page. And by the way, I think this is wildly exaggerated. You know, my you're like, because I know school. it. I live it. Yeah. And then I thought to myself for once, you know what? I should look and see who it is. And I did. And I know who it is. And uh, let's just say it's a good thing that I did not comment at all. <laughs> <laughs> Can we say uh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree? Yes, we could say Perfect. that. And I think that's about it. And, uh, <laughs> but like chillax, I, I mean, you know, we're not going to get into everything in, um, in the news. Cause we know you don't come here for that, but in light of everything that has gone on at elementary schools, uh, relax. Yeah. People. Right. Yeah. It's a, it, it has been a hard week for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So to complain about picking up your kid from school in any which way is probably not the right message to send right now because thank God she can pick up her kid from school even if she has to wait in the carpool line five extra minutes. 100%. So, okay. anyways, with that said, let's get on to our episode. Okay, Tab. Today's case is about Larry and Lori Eisenberg of Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Okay, so their name is Lori and Larry? Yes. Are they married? Yes. Oh, that is so cute. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, It's a town of around 50,000 these days, and it's absolutely a gorgeous area. You know, everybody be moving to Idaho. They Uh, do. It's a little cold for me, but not, you know. Well, the main draw of the town is the lake. It's huge, and it has a lovely resort on it. Um, It's not very far from Spokane, 
Washington. So, I mean, it's like you got everything. It's great. Green, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Larry and Lori were both longtime Did residents. Did you say Spokane? Yes. I think it's called Spokane. You're probably right. Okay. Just making sure. Fayetteville. <laughs> yeah. Whichever way it is, I apologize. Yeah. Um. So Larry and Lori were both longtime residents of the area. Larry had raised his children there with his first wife, who he was married to for 29 years. Lori had lived there since she had packed up her six daughters and left the Mormon church she was raised in, as well as her husband, in 1996. Okay. Larry was an executive in the timber industry, and Lori worked as his secretary when they met. So it would seem like Lori was the reason he left his wife of 29 years, according to the kids. But, I mean, kind of surprisingly, it doesn't seem like that caused any major rifts in the family. You know how sometimes it's like, if that's how your stepmama becomes your stepmama, kids hold a grudge. Yes. But it doesn't seem like that was the case in this case. They all, like, blended nicely, right? So, side note, Lori's daughter says that back when she was married to her daddy, she found time to engage in extracurricular marital activities on the regular, which just, like, blows my mind. Like, how do you have six kids and have time to screw around? And she had a job. <laughs> I I have three kids and can't find time to even get my nails done. Yeah, right? So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Okay. But... Whatever Lori did. And I would say that's just like a little important to the story because I would say it's indicative of her character. Lori's not real loyal, you might say. But that was not the vibe she gave off in the community. She and Larry were kind of big deals. Larry being so well known in the timber industry and Lori was the director of the housing coalition which helps first-time home buyers get into homes. And I think, and they provide rentals and stuff like that. So, right. I mean, it's great, right? Yeah. In 2018, Larry had retired, but Lori held on to the job that she had had for over a decade at that point. There was no real reason for her to quit. It was a very fulfilling position. It paid well. She was making around $80,000 a year. It was also really flexible in the way that her and Larry loved to pack up their trailer and hit the road and see the U.S. of A. for weeks at a time. You know, it's hard to find jobs that'll let you be like that. I think it's like almost, well, nowadays it's easier, but almost impossible, really. Right? Well, they would, when they weren't traveling, they would come home and recoup at the amazing Shangri-La kind of log home that they had built together on this stunning property. It really is amazing. It has a pond. Larry built a windmill. You know, it's the whole, oh the whole thing, right? Okay? okay. Sounds like a dream to me. So Larry and Lori were basically living their best life. But there was one thing that they did not seem to see eye to eye on. Guess what it was? Hmm. I don't know. Money. Oh, well... <laughs> Do we ever with our husbands? <laughs> yeah, not really, right? Okay. <laughs> well, Larry was the frugal type. He kept track of every penny and he had instilled the value of a dollar in his kids who would never even dream of asking their father for money. So Lori's kids, not so much. A few of her daughters, remember she has six, okay? They struggled with their finances, and also one of them struggled with drugs. Lori wanted to help her girls out, and because of the discourse it would cause between her and Larry, she found a creative way to do so, which is fraud. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So she ended up roping four of her six daughters into it. She told one daughter that she was going to put her on the payroll at the housing coalition so she could collect $800 a month without actually working. 
She put made up companies and other daughters' names that she would build the government for and then deposit the checks. She put one daughter in one of the housing coalition's rentals. And when she couldn't pay rent, Lori covered it up. I found an article that said that that daughter had a criminal history, left the house in such disarray that it cost the commission $10,000 to fix it back up. And she stole the washer and dryer. (laughs) She stole it? Yeah, she stole it. That's a big steal. I mean, I don't like people that trash places. I don't don't either. You know, I think it's real trashy. Yeah. Okay. So the thing is, when you hear the daughter of Lori's who has gone public about how it all took place, you do actually feel sorry for her because her mother, I guess, was very convincing that her paycheck scam was no big deal because she personally had just done so much extra for the coalition. And so they wouldn't even care. I mean, it's kind of like entrapment. Yeah. Well, a little bit. I mean, yeah, she does realize that it was wrong to accept now. Yeah. But, you know, she got talked into it. I mean, the lesson is fraud doesn't really work under any circumstances. You're just always playing with fire. Right. And she's very remorseful, I will say. As for the daughter that trashed the house, um, I don't feel sorry for her. And the other daughters that had fake companies in their names, they've stayed quiet in regards to how it all went down. But I have a feeling that they knew that accepting the monies was like shady boots, right? Most likely. Most likely. So altogether, they could trace directly to four of her daughters that Lori had funneled to them around $50,000. But Lori actually embezzled around $570,000. So how she did it was she created fake companies and fake invoices, which she submitted to the federal government, and then she would just get reimbursed. Dude, isn't that crazy? I would never, if I was going to, like, do some sort of fraud, I don't think I would do it against the government. Well, oh, I know yeah. I wouldn't. Oh, yeah. Because it becomes a federal case. You're definitely yes. fucked. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's true. Also, you know, fraud is not appealing to me because there's a paper trail. Right. And I, I don't. That's And not, I don't not good. think fraud is appealing to you either because you have a really hard time lying. And essentially, it's yeah. just lying. Yeah. Essentially, it is just lying. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so like I said, her daughters were responsible for around 50000 But, like, what did Lori do with the rest of the money is still mm-hmm. kind of a mystery. Larry was still paying for their life, and he was in the dark about Lori's scam. I have a theory that three of the four daughters received more money than what was directly linked to them. But, I mean, it's really just, like, my hunch, and I'll tell you why I have that hunch at the end. Okay. But anyways, in 2018, the embezzlement side hustle started to catch up with Lori because an accountant for the coalition realized Lori was signing checks that she wasn't authorized to. There were a couple of red flags also because Lori wasn't as available or as transparent as what's expected at a nonprofit. And so they decided to conduct an investigation and get to the bottom of it. They called Lori in and told her they were going to look into the books and she was going to be put on paid leave while they sorted it all out. And she told them at the time, oh, I just signed some checks because, you know, everyone is so busy. But she told them when they approached her, you know, you should just fire me. I mean, I'm over it anyways. And they were like, of course not, Lori. You have worked for us for so long. We just need to investigate this, right? Yeah. So everything's on, so we can clear things up. Probably just a case of sloppy accounting. So Lori agreed. And she took off right away on one of those long road trips with Larry and the trailer. They went all the way to Florida. So that's a lot of time to chit-chat in the car. But you know what she never mentioned to Larry? 
was that she'd gotten herself in a bit of a pickle at work or that there was now an internal investigation going on surrounding her. Yeah. Right. You might want to mention that. So um, she stretched out that trip for two months. She was like, what else you want to see, Larry? Let's stick around, watch the the she's shuttle like, take off. <laughs> she's like, hey, Larry, let's go to Mexico. How yeah. does that sound? Yeah, keep it going, right? Okay. It was like she just did not want to come home ever and face the music. But, you know, Larry could only stand so much of the Florida before he said, you know, woman, I need to be getting back to Idaho. So up until this point, the Housing Coalition had not let it be known publicly that they were investigating embezzlement. They are a nonprofit, and so it's just extra embarrassing for them. Right. But someone with knowledge of the situation leaked the story to the local paper. So the paper gave the heads up to the coalition that they were going to run the story. And I'm pretty sure they gave Lori a heads up, too. Well, actually, I know they did. So Lori got to thinking she should probably cancel the paper. (laughs) She really didn't want Larry to find out. Oh, my gosh. So so she did that. Then she got to think in some more. I might be speculating about this. Like, she can't cancel the whole town's paper. And some blabbermouth will inevitably mention it to Larry. And she just could not let that happen. So the day the story made the local headline, she convinced Larry to go for a sunrise boat ride on beautiful Lake Coeur d'Alene. So they got their boat on, and Lori packed some green juices for them. Now, the specific... Like the kind of juice that you're drinking right now from the Trader Joe's? No, not cold-pressed green juice, okay? Okay. This is specifically naked green juice. It says naked green juice smoothie. Yes, okay. And Lori and I uh, have something in common, Uh, She picked this juice for the same reason I give it to my kids all the time in their smoothies. It has a lot of greens in it, you know, and like apples and like other stuff. Green juice. And it and it is green. But I mix it with almond milk and like berries and more kale and protein powder, and my kids could care less that it, you know, contains, you know, nutrition because it masks the taste. Unfortunately, in Lori's case, she wasn't trying to sneak in some extra greens for Larry, right? She put a shit ton of Benadryl in his juice instead. Oh, don't you think he would be able to taste that? Does it, is there like a flavorless Benadryl? Or like she, she put the pills, like the pills oh. and dissolved them. Okay, got it. And I'm telling oh. you, you can hide a lot of stuff in the, I mean, parent tip. Clearly, Sometimes if my kids making it don't, for your kids. Yeah. If like my kids won't finish their broccoli, actually ever, my kids will never eat broccoli at dinner besides one of them. I'll put it in their smoothie the next day and they never even taste it. Okay. I'm like one way or another, you're getting it down. Okay. So all that Benadryl, it can kill you, but it's not likely, but it will knock you out, which is Makes you tired, right? Yeah. what I think Lori was going for. Yeah. Okay. I don't think we'll ever know the whole truth about what happened to Larry on the boat with Lori after he drank her concoction, but Lori ended up with a broken nose and a badly bruised, and Larry ended up in the lake. The lake at that time of year is in the 30s. And Cold you, AF. Yes. You can only survive in that water for like mere minutes. They say like one, two minutes before hypothermia sets in and you, you know, you just drown. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, isn't that awful? I mean, money is like really the root of all evil. Lori, like the fraud is not going away and she just didn't want to tell him. Yeah. She knows she's busted. So, I mean, why kill Larry? Just run away if you can't bring yourself to like own your shit. What no about one, like no one has to die. Hey, remember that woman that the couple in Palm Springs that were on a road trip in their RV and the guy like pulled over in the middle and the woman never came back? Remember that? Yeah. She was like in her bikini. Yes. Yeah, that was weird. We should find out what happened to those people. We should find out what happened. But what I'm saying is maybe you kind of do that. 
And then you just go and live your own life somewhere else. And, you know, Larry's just like, my my wife disappeared. Yes. I, I think that would have been a much better option. Because making people die always makes it worse. Right? Oh. And <laughs> but, poor Larry, dude. Guy has like... poor Larry. Has no idea what's going on in his life. Oh, my God. He's thinking he's retired. Married living to the dream, fraud. finally living in, you know, the log cabin. He's got the boat, yeah. worked hard all his life, right? So Lori had a plan, and part of her plan was she didn't particularly want Larry's body found. So she puttered around the lake for three hours and went four miles from where they now suspect he actually entered the water. When she finally called for help, she told the first responders that she had not called right away because she left her phone in the truck and she assumed Larry's phone was on him when he fell in. And when she found the phone, that's when she called. She told them they were having some engine trouble and Larry was working on the, you know, spare motor on the bow when he looked at her like he was having a stroke or a heart attack or something. And then he just fell in the water and she couldn't reach him. And she said she fell and that's how she broke her nose. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors LLC Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities LLC member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks, Astapro, for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. She said, then she went from log to log just looking for him in the lake. So there is body cam footage of this encounter. And Lori is like, Lori is very convincing when she's telling this lake patrol or whoever, you know, showed up. She seems very distraught, and the responders were very good with her, just asking her, you know, slow down, explain. And it doesn't seem like they were suspicious of her story at the time at all. So Lori went home, and both her stepchildren and her children were devastated when they learned about the boating accident that had taken Larry. Divers were sent into the lake to recover the body. I mean, but, you know, they were like four miles away, right? Yeah. But after days of searching, 
everyone just kind of thought it's like a lost cause. The lake is 24 miles around and 130 feet deep. Whoa, it's so deep. Yeah, it's so deep. So when word got around that the same Lori who made the paper for embezzlement allegations had just lost her husband in a freak accident the very same day, they started to question her story. For one, they wondered, like, what in the hell were you doing out on the lake that early in the morning in February? Like, that's pretty unusual. And they also wondered why, if Lori was in distress after Larry fell in, why didn't she scream and get the attention or even dock her boat at any, like, the lake is lined with houses. Mm -hmm. So why didn't she do that? Well, I could probably tell you why. Right. So, I mean, those are all valid questions, I would say. And on top of the fact that, you know, like I said, the accident happened the day Lori was exposed looked real sus. There was a theory in town that perhaps Larry wasn't at the bottom of the lake. Maybe he was in on Lori's scam and he was just like waiting for her down in Mexico or something. Well, you know, his Did he have a big life insurance plan? Um, You know, his life insurance plan has never come up. But so I don't believe so because I know what happened with all of his money at the end. So his children said, no way, no how. Oh, and also, by the way, yeah, okay. She wouldn't have been able to collect his life insurance, right? Because she gets caught. That's why we're talking about her. Well, right. But I'm just saying. Yeah. 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 But I don't think so. But anyways, so his children are like, no way. He's not waiting for her down in Mexico. They told the investigators that they had just learned of Lori's embezzlement when the rest of town did. And they were shocked. And as for their dad, he would have thrown her ass out if he knew she was involved in anything like that. Mm -hmm. I guess Larry was like a real up and up kind of guy. So two weeks after that fatal day on the boat, police came to Lori's house to execute a search warrant and arrest her on 40 counts of fraud. When they showed up, Lori was actually shredding documents. (laughs) (laughs) She never looks good, right? You had two weeks, Lori, right? So the next day, one of her daughters, who was not linked to any of Lori's fraud, bailed her out. Lori's bail was $75,000. Lori's finances were all frozen because that's what they do when they be investigating you for fraud, right? right? So it was all on the daughter to come up with money for bail, which is 10%. Right. So mm-hmm. $7,500, not chump change. She also was very pregnant. So it's just especially stressful coming up with yeah. bail and having her sisters go to her and say things like, they might arrest us too. Oh, shoot. Will, will you take my kids if I go to prison? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And also, she loved Larry. Too, you know, she this was all news to her. So like that's a that's a lot. Yeah. So while Lori was out on bail for the fraud, Larry's body washed ashore. Okay. I was thinking they must have found him. Yeah. It was pretty far from where Lori had said he went in the water. Now, I don't think Lori was anticipating that because she had done some Googling. And generally what happens when someone drowns is their lungs fill up with air and so they are no longer buoyant. But Larry hadn't drowned to death. So his body body most likely produced gases that caused him to float. So did Larry die? It is a fatal dose of Benadryl. I mean, and most likely hypothermia. You know, the combination. Okay. So naturally there was an autopsy. And so it was only a matter of time before Lori was going to be in a lot more trouble than 40 counts of fraud. Yeah. 
So autopsy results take a minute. And during that time, um, according to her daughter, Lori was acting very paranoid, warning her that the cops are going to try and say that I murdered Larry. Her daughter was like, Mom, we'll stand by you and get through this. And Lori was like, nah, I think I need to bounce. Oh. Yeah. Her daughter then was like, well, Mom, you can't run because that would mean we would never see you again. And And, that would look real suspicious. Right? And also, remember how I put up your bail for you? You you can't screw me, Mom. You can't run. (gasps) Okay. So Lori assured her daughter that she had already taken care of the bail and that she had had it transferred over to her aunt's name. So it's all good, sweetie. So Lori had still not been charged at this point with Larry's murder, but she was due in court on account of the fraud. Okay. And what do you know? She didn't didn't show show up. up. Yeah. So when that happened, the bondsman called the daughter and asked her, like, where's your mama? (laughs) And she missed court. And that's a problem. Bondsman be having a problem with that. Yeah. And she told him she had no idea, but also, you know, I'm not responsible for her bail anymore, right? And he told her, yeah, uh, yeah you, you are. are responsible for the entire $75,000 now. Oh, God. Her mother had never made any arrangements to change that. <gasps> How could you do that to your own child? Dude, she was pregnant. You know, we keep saying that, but it's like, oh, my yeah, that's gosh. the worst, right? So he also told her that he could hire a bounty hunter to bring her mother in, but that she would be responsible for the cost, which runs like ten to $15,000. So she's bombed. Yeah. And like really sweating it. So Lori's case began to gain attention, and someone who really enjoys attention stepped up to help Lori's daughter that had posted the bail for her. For a fee, that is. Guess who it was? Well, the dog never got his hunt on. Oh, that would have been really good. It really would have been good. But he, have, he was. You would have known about this case long ago had he really done it. This is true. And yeah, uh, I would have loved it. But um, no, after four weeks of Lori being MIA, she turned herself in. Oh, she did. Yeah. I am. I did find it. it interesting that Dog goes out and, like, for $15,000, he'll find someone for you. That's I think not a that, lot of money. I feel like that's a good deal. 15000 is a good deal. Yeah. Okay. So whatever. So Lori turns herself in and she did what was in her best interest, I suppose. And she got a lawyer and, you know, the lawyer went with her to surrender. Now, how I imagine convincing Lori to surrender was something like, all you've been charged with is fraud. If they had enough to charge you with murder, they would have right. done that already, you know? Yeah. And we can which get a plea deal for true. fraud. Which is not true, right? Well, she hadn't been charged yet, but... No, but I mean, like... Yeah. They could charge you for murder, like... Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. So, the plea deal for fraud is... You're going to still five to 10, you know, get in, get out. You'll still have some good years left, right? Yeah. Lori was in her 60s. So however it went, Lori pled guilty to fraud and received five years. Okay, that's minimal time. That's like she's been in a couple years in jail. It's no big deal. Right? I mean, don't don't quote me on that. Like if I ever had to go to jail for... Anything which I don't foresee happening, I don't even want to spend one day in jail. So it just one is really, day would be a big deal. Totally, but it's just like you fucking killed Larry. 
over but this. You killed Larry five and, years, and you're stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I mean five years. Like you should be thinking your lucky stars, right? But so, I'm assuming we know that she killed Larry. Oh yeah. Well, okay, so. Lori's doing her five years. As far as her daughter's role in the fraud, they were all ordered to pay back the money linked to them. Okay. The highest amount was $16,500. Okay, that's not bad. And they also received community service and probation. I mean, so it sounds like they all got off pretty easy. Yeah, and I think community service, you should be doing that anyways. The thing of it is, though, of course, now, like, they're felons for the rest of their life. So, I mean, being a felon. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, it has its challenges, like getting yeah. a job, buying a house, right? People All Google that you. Stuff that you got to do as an adult. Yeah, 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 yeah. So three years, three whole years after Lori pleaded guilty to the fraud in January 2021, she was indicted on murder charges. Okay. Finally, some justice for Larry, right? What did they have on her, though? I need to know that. Well, we don't really know because Lori, I mean, we know that they found Benadryl in the truck and he, they got the autopsy result back. And like I told you, he had a lethal dose of Benadryl in his system, you know, so it was not possible that it was accidental overdose or anything like that. Right. So, I mean, they... They could have nailed her ass to the wall. But Lori mm-hmm. took an Alford plea. Oh. That means they didn't have enough evidence, really. Mm, that means that she took a plea saying that she does not acknowledge guilt, but she accepts the fact that they have enough evidence to find her guilty. But not enough. Like, I feel like the prosecution only gives Alford pleas when... They feel like they could lose the case. Hmm. I don't know. That's, yeah, I don't know. Same thing. Pam Hupp took an Alford plea. Yeah. But her case, you know, you're kind of right because her case was like kind of tricky. Like it's a lot of circumstantial shit. Okay. Right. Well, Lori addressed the court at her sentencing. She said she takes the blame for Larry being dead because she made a dumb mistake which she said that was she was planning on killing herself that day. And the green juices got mixed up. Oh, come and on. So next thing you know, Larry was dead. I think obviously Lori's pants are on fire, right? Because yes. Let's suppose it was an accident. Well, then why push him in the lake? Right. And not call for help to start. Yeah, like start make him throw up. Or something, you know, like there's multiple ways Larry could have lived after ingesting Benadryl. How about go to the hospital? Right. Something. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a big boat. Like you see him open the cap, like you you see him down the whole drink. It's not a small drink. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So she We're not buying it. We're not buying it. Okay. But I mean, it just kind of speaks to like the nerve Right. Still, she's still not really taking responsibility. Okay, so she was sentenced to life with parole possible in 30 years. But like I said, she's in her 60s, so she's going to die in prison. Yeah. How is she doing now? It's interesting because she was looking a little worse for wear when she like had gotten back from her road trip. Yeah. With Larry, probably stress had, you know, gotten to her. And then when she went MIA, you know, you expect somebody who's turning themselves in to look uh, real haggard, right? Oh, no. She had gotten her hair did. Her hair is all gray, but it was like she just had a fresh dye job and a nice haircut. Mm -hmm. But then... When she was at her sentencing hearing, uh, her hair was back to gray. Prison's definitely, like, taken a little toll on her. Can you get hair dye in prison? I didn't know about that. I feel like there's creative ways to dye your hair. Okay. Um, Coffee and such, I know they use for a lot of things. And possibly, 
Okay. Just wondering. So um, at the sentencing, Larry's kids, he had two kids, and two of Lori's daughters spoke out, and they all condemned Lori. So, I mean, she had that coming, right? Larry's estate, including the beautiful log home, was sold to pay off the coalition. And, you know, she had, so she had embezzled the $570,000. They also sued the estate, I guess, for punitive damages. And they were awarded $1.7 million. Wow. Okay, which Larry's son has a problem with. And it sounds like, what the hell? You know, like, how come she was able to get so much power, you know, over there at the coalition? Like, I think it's kind of like your own damn fault. And now she gets my inheritance. Right. Like you after you've recouped your losses, I understand that you got to take everything else, too. Yeah. But they did. They did. They were like, going to get it all. Yeah. So, I mean, that, uh, you know, that sucks for him. Right. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't think Larry would have wanted that. Thankfully, his son is a successful, you know, hardworking business owner. Um, I tracked his son down on Facebook. He has a public Facebook page. And this is what he just posted in February on the anniversary of his dad's death. He says, thanks for everything you taught me, dad. I'm still carrying on, working hard, fishing, hunting, and trying to live my best life as you would be if you were still here. I wish you were still here. What happened to you was complete BS. There is no amount of justice that can be done to right this wrong. Lori, I wish you misery upon you until the day you die in jail. And to your girl's Jessica, Tracy, and April, whose lifestyles are responsible for your actions in murdering Larry Eisenberg, the day will come that I catch up to you and expose you for the vile Ooh. and thieving human beings you are. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Right? He is definitely has some... Oh, I think there's more. There's definitely. So I think there's more to the story. So he names three of the four daughters that were linked to the fraud as, you know, being on his shit list. So 100 percent there's more. Oh, yeah. And the fourth is the one who I told you, Lori convinced to, like, take the paychecks from the coalition. She was also charged with fraud. Right. But he didn't name her. So I think. So what? Why? he He believes her like I believed her. And she's yeah. remorseful, right? You know? Yeah. So um, that daughter and the other daughter who bailed out Lori, you know, the pregnant one? Yeah. Are the ones who spoke out against Lori at the sentencing. They did. Yeah. That would be really hard to do, right? Yeah. But like I said, she had it coming. So... Larry's son's post is the reason I think that there's more to the story about all the unaccounted money. I mean, I think those girls must like, I think he's really bitter. This is just my suspicion because Mm -hmm. I think they hid the money somewhere or something and he knows it. And they're probably out around Coeur d'Alene, you know, driving nice cars or some shit, you know, and they're not apologetic and, uh, the, the, you know, they are connected um, to more of the fraud than they were held accountable for. And I think I just think he probably knows what that money was likely spent on. I also noticed he's only friends with the one, the pregnant one that bailed out her mother on Facebook and none of the none of the other ones. So, I mean, that kind of tells you, right? Yeah. I mean, they were all steps together for like years. Right. And they had, they went on all these family vacations, you know, like they had like, it seemed like a real fun relationship because the kids were older when um, Larry and Lori got married. Mm -hmm. So it's unfortunate. 
Holy moly. Why did she do that? So extra. You know, we do a lot of fraud. I found this one unique because it, it's like fraud and uh, murder. And usually, usually it's just one or the other. That's right. But yeah. Lori's a, she's a twofer. She's a twofer. <laughs> I can't wait to see what she looks like. I'll look her up. She's not bad. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll post her. Oh, yeah, I will. All right. Well, thanks for that, Gretchy. I know you have to run and get your child, and I also have to do that. I forgot. The one that has an all-day school day. And you guys, if you want more of us, we are on Patreon. You can get us every week on Thursday, patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. If you have not yet subscribed on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening right now, go ahead and do that. Just scroll down on your app and push subscribe and then you'll get us every Monday. And we have a Facebook group. It is growing rapidly. So head over there. We talk about stuff. It's called Housewives of True Crime Group. And we are on Instagram. And if you guys want to email us, you could do that too. And give us suggestions if you have them, or we are going to do a question answer Patreon coming up in June. So if you want to know anything about us, send us over questions and we will answer them for you. I think that's all for today. Oh, happy have, Memorial Day, guys. Hey, I have a little what? update on the beginning, my beginning story. Oh, yeah. I, I just checked Facebook. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to know. It's been taken down. I think somebody got in trouble. <laughs> oh, it. she took it down. Yeah. yeah I'll bet. Because... I'll bet. Because I'll bet somebody reported her. Dude, she was calling names. She yeah. was calling people at the school names. Like, hello. Yeah. Get a fucking clue. Yeah. Not appropriate, lady. Okay, well, good. Not a good example she for got, the children. She got, she got schooled talking about That's school. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, good update, Grudge. Okay. Talk to you. Bye. Bye. Clink, clink. Clink, clink.